Are you ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics, when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back, be here every Sunday for a new episode. Hey friends, welcome back to Our Holy Ground, Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. Today we are diving in to none other than the title song, Holy Ground, and we cannot wait to share with you our thoughts and visions with regard to this very fun, I personally think, kick-ass song. (laughs) (laughs) Kick-ass. I, I don't know if I would describe it as a kick-ass song, but it is a very fun song. I, I like every time I hear it, I'm just like amped and ready to go. It does do that when the when the um drum starts. Yeah. I like the TikTok trend that goes with this one. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. <clears throat> Pretty much you just go outside. A lot of people do it in the rain, of course. Um, it's not the laying down one. But you go outside. And then once that like drum hits where it just like starts the beat, then you jump up and down like in a circle because you're spinning like a girl in a brand new dress. But like, that's what makes sense. Okay. I was like, okay, we just okay. do what's trendy so we can get followers and then we move on. Womp, womp. <laughs> Anyway, wow. Totally yeah, herself. Like- <laughs> Taylor didn't make anything for this, so we're good. Um, Cody, I feel like you have like a lot you're trying to maybe not say. Oh, well, number one, I'm uh my screen, like it's recording and it's kind of like delayed. So I'm just trying to make sure my internet doesn't explode and <laughs> all that fun stuff at the moment. Um, so that's a look behind the scenes for all you fans out there that I have garbage internet. Um, (laughs) but let's, (laughs) let's go back to the topic at hand, which is of course the ground that is holy, um, by Miss Taylor Swift. Um, I love this song. However, oh no, (laughs) I, I wish that she would have also included the BBC radio version of Holy Ground on Red Taylor's version, because I love, I, I love when Taylor's at a guitar, don't get me wrong, but I especially love when Taylor is at a piano and it, it's just, she does it so perfectly. And it, I mean, if you even think back to the 1989 tour when she played the piano um for what was it wildest dreams and enchanted oh yeah <laughs> the best mashup there the, has ever so been good. the best mashup, so good period. that's not on 1989 taylor's version i don't want it uh, i don't want it <laughs> <laughs> just send it back to the record store i've had enough thank you um no but that i i, I just i love so I still love this song. I actually, I listened to it twice today and I was like dancing around and everything. But then um, it, I just thought about that version 
And I was like, man, I kind of like that too. Cause it like makes it a little bit more impactful. And um, I always, I think I talked about this for the state of grace episode, but I always get holy ground and state of grace confused. Um, I don't know why grace and holy, it just goes together for me. I don't know. Um, so like I, I get mad because I feel like state of grace is the favorite twin and because they got the regular version and the acoustic version on Red Taylor's version. And I'm like, man, we should have got Holy Ground acoustic version. That would have been dope. So, I think we also got the acoustic version of State of Grace on the original Red. So that might be why. Stolen. On uh, like the deluxe version. Stolen. Uh, yes, on the stolen. Sorry. Jeez. So feisty all the time. Always feisty. Can't help that. Well, I really like this song just because I think it's very poetic. And so, like the the whole idea about it being like a happy song about the end of a relationship. Because it is, she's not in a relationship in this song. It's more of like, I mean, it starts out with I was reminiscing just the other day. And it's like thinking back to the relationship and how good it was. And thinking of all the good times. And you put that against... I almost do and all too well, which are just heart wrenching. I think this is like a good mixture of that. It really shows the depth of this breakup album. I just love verse two, which is what I'm looking at right now. Like to go back to your point about it being so poetic, like just, we blocked this, the noise with the sound of I need you. And for the first time I had something to lose. And I guess we fell apart in the usual way. And the story's got dust on every page. It's just like, I mean, the book nerd in me just absolutely love that, lo- loves that. It also, you know, is a little bit of a nod in some sense to the story of us. Yes. Um, and just, I mean, I feel like the line alone for the first time I had something to lose, like when we really find a person that we just want to spend all of that time with and we realize that if we are to lose them, it could be devastating. I don't know. It's just... Mm-hmm. So you just really want to take them and put them in, put them in your pocket. Make sure you don't lose them. <laughs> Clearly right. I'm in like a weird mood today. So I, I feel like they just fall out of my pocket and I lose them anyways. So, or I'd end up washing them in the washer because I'd forget they were in my pocket. So one thing we've like failed to talk about throughout this entire podcast are the, the um, hidden messages in the stolen version lyric book. And I don't know why it came up after the last podcast we recorded, which was stay, stay, stay. No, it was um, the last time. (laughs) Yeah. After the last time. And, um, but it came to mind. So I looked them all up and the one for this one is, um, I just had it now. I lost it. When you came to the show in San Diego, which kind of rhymes, which I think is funny. But it, it gives a little more context to the lyric, for me at least, the lyric, um, now I see your face in every crowd. Because whoever this guy was came to her show in San Diego, and now she sees him in every crowd. So he might be a stalker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that guy that ran into her apartment. Oh, my gosh. That was so crazy. And creepy. He was like demanding that he wouldn't leave until he saw Taylor. People were asking if that was me. And I was like, I love that you think that I have enough time on my hands that I can like just go. Just, just fly leave. to New York. Just go to New York. Like 
just randomly and stalk Taylor Swift for a long time. I mean, I know that I love her, but like, it's not like that much of an, it's not that much of an obsession. Let's, let's be honest. I would never stalk somebody. That's weird. It takes too much work too. You have to plan it. You have to always be around, but hidden at the same time. It's too much. So I guess that means that the, like the concert venue in San Diego is like the holy ground. That's what we're mm. talking. That's that's what it is. Period. Or or is it New York? Because I just think that like she always has this trace of New York through this. Yeah. So I've always thought that like their holy ground was where they met in New York. That was kind of like their playground. I mean, maybe it does like say like we had this big wide city all to ourselves. I don't really think of San Diego as being a big wide city, but maybe it is because it's on the West coast, which is typically those cities are described more as wide cities where New York to me feels a little more enclosed, but that might be it. And she does reference back to a first glance feeling on New York time. So maybe she is talking about San Diego being the Holy ground. And like, they're reminiscing about like, all these different things and like that person being at the show gave her kind of that glance feel that first glance feeling on New York time, like back when they like first met in New York. So I think you both could be right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's totally plausible, like either way. Cause it's, I mean, let's be honest, who are we probably talking about here? We're either talking about Harry or we're talking about the Kennedy um I don't remember which Kennedy I just remember Connor. thank you um and uh, oh someone uh, sorry couldn't ask you but I'm looking um at like where I pulled the lyrics up and the genius annotation says the song's hidden message is when you came to the show in San Diego which leads to a s- assumption that the song was penned about Joe Jonas oh. who was spotted at Taylor San Diego show during the speak now tour oh yeah because this song <clears throat> is like a reference of no no is this song a reference of a past relationship is it yes. um it's yeah it's her reminiscing about a past like the good parts of a past relationship just because the relationship didn't last doesn't mean it wasn't a good memory or that it wasn't, or that it was wasted time. The memories are still important and sacred. So it's kind of like she, this is where she started healing from the whole Joe Jonas, the speak now kind of like, I don't know, Mr. Perfectly fine life. Yeah. But isn't it interesting that like, it's called Holy ground, like just, Okay, hear me out. Um, so I, how do I say this? Like when I think of holy ground, I think of like biblical stuff and like Israel and like all that jazz and everything and whatever religion that you follow, it's probably a similar thing because like something of, to that extent of like, and so it, it just like, it always catches me off guard when I get to the chorus because I'm always like, huh, this is kind of like, this is just interesting to compare a relationship, like something that happened in a past relationship to the equivalent of holy ground. But then 
I also think about false God, right? And how that's a very religious undertone as well. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just, you know, pointing out facts here. Um, and I just, I, I just kind of always get like, kind of lost in this song a little bit, um, if that makes any sense whatsoever, just because I'm, I'm always thinking like, why, why do you feel such a spiritual connection to, you know, what has happened in the past? I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm probably just rambling now. No, I think it, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think that for some of us in I mean, I can speak for myself, like there are particular places that like, for me, when I think of my late husband, like our college campus, like when I stepped on campus for the first time after he died, like that felt like holy ground to me. Like that was where things had started and, you know, a specific direction of my life started. So I, I get what you're saying. I think maybe for her, it is just like, that was maybe even a more significant moment or relationship to her than you know the rest of the world even knew and that's why she gives it kind of that that weight i can see that holy ground that always makes me think of a coffee shop so really of a coffee shop yeah i don't know i've always just pictured it as a coffee shop in my mind maybe because there's a lot of coffee puns you know holy grounds <laughs> coffee grounds i don't know why but that's just always that's <laughs> mind well i mean it does start with having coffee all alone yeah yeah so but i think no i think we all do that with different places where you just i mean i'm sure everyone can think of a place that you go back to and it just you have that spiritual connection to it for whatever reason it is and you're just like this going back is like this big pilgrimage i mean i think about it when i go home and back to Las Vegas and I go to like certain places that I really love and they just hold a special spot in my heart, but I don't know. I have to be in the right mindset and mood to go to them. So they're kind of are like that Holy ground feeling. I like that. I like, I like how you both also Christina, whenever you want to start the Holy ground coffee shop, I'm more than happy to <laughs> invest in that. We only play Taylor Swift music. All of our, oh all God, of our drinks so are in for this. <laughs> All of our drinks are um, Taylor puns. I think it'd be great. You need an inv- an investor, a barista, <laughs> like. Yeah, I'll try and yeah, get y'all going. It's great. Let's do it. <laughs> the blank space latte, and there's just like a blank, like a blank white line in the middle of it, and everything, and you can put your name if you want to. So yeah, they're all a bunch of you know those Starbucks lovers. Oh. That's yeah. I don't know if we can use that because copyright, but if we do it as a parody, we can. (laughs) Um, Well, that, that thanks for, you know, helping me walk through that a little bit from both of your mindsets, because it just, it like, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to think of like, what would be my holy ground. I mean, like, yeah, I guess I agree with Meredith to an extent, like, I, I guess my university campus is similar to like me and Caleb, but at the same time, there, there's a lot of other things there too. Like a lot of other like personal successes that like I did that I know that sounds selfish, but at the same time, I guess that's, I, I just have a hard time with that is like, 
putting that as a holy ground because I don't know it's just like I guess my equivalent is me on top of a mountain like not just a mountain like any mountain like you put me on top of one and I'm like okay this is where I feel at the most at peace that I possibly can and yeah that's just my two cents on the matter but yeah so well yeah I'm glad that we had this discussion and I'm rambling again because I'm nervous and just wonderful at the moment so somebody start talking so that way I can shut up (laughs) I was just gonna let you go and see where it went (laughs) I'm just like gonna keep talking about how you're rambling and keep going but what I what I like about this bridge I don't know because I've been like thinking of music to play like not just necessarily like for first dance music or anything like that, just music to play in general at um, our wedding reception, because we're going to have to have a really good playlist. It's going to be a party. Obvi. But um, I was listening to this song earlier going to the grocery store and I was like, oh, I love the bridge. I wish the song wasn't about like a relationship that ended because I just don't feel like you should maybe play that. <laughs> um, that blank space make make it into the playlist anyway. But um, but I I don't know. There's something like kind of enchanting about this bridge where it's just tonight I'm gonna dance for all that we've been through, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. And I just so good. It's such a good bridge. It's like super simple, but we all have those when you like have that happy memory, and you're like, I'm gonna dance because I just like have those like big happy emotions. But then you're like a little sad because you're like, well, I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Like it's kind of like, I want you to be celebrating the fact that this relationship happened too. Like, I hope that you're no longer sad about it, that we've moved on and that we can celebrate it together. Just genius. You know, again, just the simplicity of it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. she's just so good with her words. So good. (laughs) And that's how it outros too. I like yep. that the bridge repeats into the outro and I like so when simple. She, I like when she does that. I like when she combines the bridge with the outro because I feel like she does that on a couple of other songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of which are coming to mind at the moment because my brain isn't working properly today. Um, but I, it's I, fine. We're all struggling. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> just the, you know, enchanted podcast uh, struggle bus over here. Um, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm just over here drinking coffee in the back. It's fine. <laughs> Got my sunglasses on, headphones in. Let's go. I'm the bus monitor with the clipboard. Like, <laughs> you're not sitting in your assigned seat right now. Please um, buckle your seatbelt, even though it won't save you from anything. <laughs> well, especially if you take off faster than a green light go. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're doing real well today. <laughs> Well, I say we probably need to go ahead. Let's and do, do some ratings. ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants well, to go first? I'll go. I mean, minus the fact that, like, apparently, I am also one of the people who couldn't really put together like an eloquent thought today. Um, I really like this song. <laughs> so, if we're gonna go um, out of thirteen, as per usual. Um, I feel like I just have to give it 11 just so I don't give it a 13. (laughs) 
Girl, if you love every song, just own it. Yeah. <laughs> own it. Fine. You know what? It's a 13 for me. I said at the beginning, it was a kick-ass song. Like, again, even though it is about something, you know, reminiscing about a past relationship, there's just something so fun and celebratory about it that who doesn't want to be a girl spinning in a brand new dress and just like taken in the world? Well, Katniss Everdeen doesn't, but. Okay, well. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> when I looked up the lyrics and you like click on that, it has a picture of Katniss Everdeen spinning in her dress where it turns fire when she oh, twirls oh. and becomes a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I know that was out of context. You're welcome, <laughs> world. Christina has officially joined the struggle bus as more than just a silent patron. <laughs> On that note, I also think it's a 13. I just think this is one of the best songs on the album. And it's like a happy breakup song. I feel like there's so many songs where it's just all about like the sad part of breaking up, but you like go through the stages of grief. And at the end, you come to that acceptance. And well, a lot of times you forget why you broke up in the first place because you end up pushing all the bad memories out and, you know, dancing to all the happy ones. So. I like that this is a breakup song that shows that side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to give this song a strong 12 um, out of 13. It's just, this song is not one of my favorites. And I think I've realized why, because like, I think that you all just helped me. Like it just, it has clicked with me finally why I don't resonate with this song. So Caleb has pretty much been like my only consistent relationship. Like before Caleb, there was one other guy that I dated for a month. And then there would be like, before Caleb, it would be like random guys that I would talk to for like a week or two weeks. And it just, it wasn't going to work. And like, I knew it wasn't going to work. So I'm not going to waste my time, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I, I guess that's why, cause like, I've just never, like truthfully, I, 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 yeah, I guess I've never truthfully like experienced a true real breakup, if that makes sense. Like to the point of like wine, ice cream, cookies, um, crying in my bed for three days straight, like all that fun stuff. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I, I'm not envying anybody that has had to go through anything similar to that. I'm just stating that that I feel like that's why I can't like fully connect to this song because it just like throws me through a loop and then plus it's like this Baptist kid like stuff going on and like like my inner saboteur is like you shouldn't be listening to this song because it's like contradictory to God and God went in like this and blah 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 and I'm like uh, what why why are you talking like shut up shut up shut up shut up and um, so I can never like focus on this song, if that makes sense. So 12 for me, sorry for the long explanation. I feel like God would like you to like this song. Yeah. But... Well, Christina said it. So there we go. We're good now. That's true. I'm cured. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus. And we'll see you next time on Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So 
go follow us on Instagram at EnchantedPod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there. Oh,